we gonna have a problem? You got a bone to pick? You've come so far, why now are you pulling on my dick? I'd normally slap your face off, and everyone here could watch. But I'm feeling nice, here's some advice, listen up, bitch! Hi, and welcome back to the next best theater. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, the original founding members of Next Best Theater, Dan Bayer. Hello, everyone. And Michael Schwartz. That's Heather Schwartz to you today. (laughs) So today, if you didn't guess from uh, the title of this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about Heather's The Musical. So for some background, Heather's The Musical is an adaptation of the cult classic 1989 film starring Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. It has music lyrics lyrics and book by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy, and the show opened with a sold-out L.A. tryout and moved off-Broadway to New World Stages in 2014. Barrett Wilbert Weed, who is currently playing Janice in Mean Girls, originated the role of Veronica Sawyer off-Broadway with Ryan McCartan as Bad Boy, J.D. And this past year, Heather's premiered Off West End in London at the Other Palace, directed once again by Andy Fickman. Uh, After a sold-out run there, it transferred to the Theatre Royal Haymarket in the West End, It had Carrie Hope Fletcher, well-known for her YouTube channel and books, as well as her illustrious acting career, played Veronica Sawyer with Jamie Moscato as JD. And so the reason that we're actually making this podcast today is because they released their new cast album uh, from the West End cast on March 1st. And so we're here today to kind of use that album as a springboard to talk about Heather's The Musical. So first I wanted to just kind of lay out like how everyone first heard about the musical, what everybody's kind of level of knowledge is with the musical. Um, I'll start, I guess. Um, I first heard about Heather's when it premiered off-Broadway. Um, I did not, unfortunately, get to see it, but I had some friends who saw it and really loved it. Some other friends who saw it and really didn't love it. Um, and I never actually heard the uh, the sound this um, the score or the cast recording at all until just now doing in preparation for this. <laughs> um, i I did make it a point to find a recording of the show the actual off-broadway musical um production so that i could because i don't like listening to just songs out of context of the show and being a fan of heather's the movie i have thoughts (laughs) all right michael what about you so i'm going to be very boring here i had seen the movie heather's uh, almost a decade ago and I haven't seen it again since. Really didn't resonate with me in any way. You know, I saw it and that was that. I know it's placed in the culture. I know it's something. I knew it was like high school related and, you know, something with violence. That's all I really got out of the movie in years <laughs> that followed. And I knew that there was a Broadway musical, but I didn't know really anything about it. I just know that it had this cult following off Broadway. Now there was a London production coming, but I really couldn't tell you a single thing about what it was until listening to it just now for this podcast. Awesome. Um, So I first became aware of it because uh, I went to Elon University, which is where Barrett Wilbert Weed went, um, and she was in the original Off-Broadway production as Veronica. I listened to the cast album back whenever it was Off-Broadway, and I liked it, but I wasn't thrilled with it. Um, And then, though, whenever they announced that it was coming to London while I was living there last year, I was super excited to finally get the chance to see it. And then they cast one of my favorite actresses as Veronica, Carrie Hope Fletcher. Um, and 
So I went to see it at the other palace. I actually watched the movie for the first time in preparation for seeing it, um, which was funny because I had not long before that met Christian Slater at a press event. Um, so oh, then wow. it was very weird to, yeah, it was my first ever press event. I walked into the room and Christian Slater's like, hey, I'm Christian. And I was like, uh, hello. And he was like, you're American too. And I was like, uh, yes. Um, lovely man. But so it was very weird to like see a very young Christian Slater. Um, and so I went to see it and I kind of didn't know what to expect because I actually liked the movie a lot more than I thought I would. I am not always a fan of those kind of like high school type movies, but Heather's is definitely my favorite of them. Um, but then I went to see the musical and I felt head over heels in love. I really like the new material that they added and some of the changes that they made for the London production. And then I was actually at its opening night uh, on the West End, its first preview in the Theatre Royal Haymarket was like two days before I moved back from London. So I went to see it with my dad, which if you've seen or heard the oh, show, you might wow. know, was like a very weird experience, <laughs> especially considering that like my entire family are big fans of Carrie Hope Fletcher. We saw her in Les Mis several times. And so that was like a very weird thing to watch with my father. <laughs> but he really, really enjoyed it, which I was not expecting. But yeah, so I like kind of went from being like a casual Heathers fan who liked some of the music to being like a full on Heathers fangirl, I guess, which was kind of crazy. But so first, I just want to talk now about kind of initial thoughts on the album, the music, if you have favorite numbers, favorite um, characters or voices on the album. So I'll say before listening to the soundtrack, um, the sorry, the original Broadway or off-Broadway cast recording in the West End recording, um, I was actually familiar with one of the songs despite not having seen it um, because Freeze Your Brain has become something of a big cabaret number in New York. And I really like that song. Um, I don't think it's the best in the show, but it's, it's a really good mixture of um of humor and uh, seriousness that i think the show i think the show struggles to find that balance a lot but that's a really good example of it i also love the heather's big number candy store how could you not <laughs> i would that's like an anthem absolutely love it um but my favorite song in the show is my dead case son <laughs> it's so good <laughs> <laughs> it's so hysterical and like you can't even repeat some of the lyrics you know it's just i i laughed all the way through it um i think that song is hysterical i wish the, the rest of the show were that funny i do think it's a show that in some ways like is hard to listen to just the album and like get the feel for the show because yeah. it is obviously like it's not a sung through show and so you're missing a lot of the dialogue that kind of builds around it and I think yeah. a lot of the humor of the show is in the dialogue um, which means that like you miss a lot of it in the music I think Agreed. and you know it it, it, it is a very book heavy show um, and well, I, well, we'll talk about the book later, I guess. But okay. I, I think I think that the show's biggest problem overall is that it doesn't manage the tone of it as as well as the movie does. I, I think there's a lot of 
and it's a problem that I, and I know we're going to talk about this later too but it's a problem I have with a lot of adaptations of giant pop culture hits of yeah. other mediums is that it thinks that you know mere you're just giving 110% emphasis on the lines that everyone knows and loves from the movie is enough to you know is all it has to do and I, I really hate that part of the book. Um, and I think that a lot of the songs don't, it, it, I think listening to the score as a whole, it doesn't encapsulate the really specific tricky tone of the movie. I think oftentimes it just veers straight toward camp, but it like it was intending for it to be to be camp and yeah. that's very very hard to get right i think they do get it right in my dead gay son but i think there are lots of other moments where it doesn't work at all okay interesting i'm going to i want to throw it to michael next so you know it was interesting as i was listening to this i was thinking of all the new musicals from the past decade or so and you know, it's not so often that I find a new musical that really clicks with me. You know, sometimes the music is just not that memorable or just something about the plotting. It just, even the ones based on movies, a lot of them are just retries of the movies, I feel. So listening to Heathers as someone who wasn't, you know, a huge, huge fan of the movie to begin with, I thought, okay, I'll listen to this for what it is. And, you know, maybe I'll just come in, quote unquote, fresh here. And hearing it this time, look, I am not the target audience for the show. <laughs> uh, I'm really not. So I just had to try to appreciate what they were doing and take a step back. And in that sense, I think it was well done for the show it was trying to be. Did I enjoy it? Not necessarily, but I don't think it was bad by any means. It's just, you know, wasn't designed for me as the audience. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I see the interesting thing, Dan, is that like, the thing that makes me prefer Heather's, the musical strongly to the film, is the camp factor. Because to me, like the plot of Heather's kind of just becomes weird if you don't play up the camp factor of it. Because like, it's so ridiculous. Even in the movie, it's like a very weird out there plot with like the yeah. weird nightmare sequence. And, you know, just the entire, like, I don't think this is a spoiler. Most people know Heather's. Like, the whole idea of like, you know, Veronica gets into this whole mess because she, like, accidentally ends up killing off the most popular girl in school. Like... Yeah, no, and I get that. But the, there was always, I think, the movie sort of balanced the camp with some things that are very serious. Like, JD in the movie is mm -hmm. a psychopath. Yes. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the show in the musical mm -hmm. he's you know he's a rebel he's a bad boy they never really tilt full on into he cray well i think this too is something that like i definitely agree with that for ryan mccartan who originated the role of jd in the off-broadway mm -hmm. i do think that jamie moscato brings something a little bit darker to the role like especially one of my favorite songs is meant to be yours which is towards the end and it's it's where you start to see that like for all that yeah J, jd comes off as like a bad boy and a rebel and whatever 
but I think that there's these little vocal tics and like weird things that he does. And he, I'm not going to lie, he does a bit of like a crazy eyes thing almost mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, okay, hold on. This is not your average high school bad boy. Like this man is actually off his rocker. But I think that one thing that always bothers me about the film is that I'm like, okay, if Veronica's really like that smart of a kid, like what is she doing? Like, why has she stuck with him for this long? Whereas I think that one thing that the musical does, and particularly the newest iteration of it, is that it softens Veronica a bit, makes JD seem a bit more appealing to the audience, and thus it's really easy to understand how she kind of falls prey to his manipulation. In the beginning, like, my favorite song in the whole album is Fight For Me. I, that is a really good number. It's a really beautiful number, and the entire thing is done, like, Veronica is kind of walking around the show singing it, as like JD and Kurt Ram fight in slow-mo. Mm -hmm. So it's hysterically funny because you're watching this like weird slow-mo fight scene and then you have Veronica being like, wait, this dude's super hot. Like oh, the fact that he's that. fighting, like it, I love that I forget what the exact line is, but she says something to be offensive, like, this is like this awful and offensive yeah. animalistic and and I'm turned on. Yeah. And I yeah. really like that. And I it was at that point where I'm like, okay, in the beginning, like I was like, okay, I get it. Like this is this is working for me. And then somewhere, probably somewhere right around when Heather Chandler dies, I was like, oh, this is going a bit far into camp. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but you have been listening to a preview of the full review of Heathers from the Next Best Theater podcast, episode 15. In order to hear the rest of it, you would have to head on over to our Patreon page where for $1 minimum a month, you would get this and other exclusive podcast content. Be sure to subscribe to us on there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate any feedback and support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.